Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, afternoon delight. With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we are on the new media show. Happy Thanksgiving, Rob. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody that's uh, listening to this, whether, you know, it's, you're listening today or after Thanksgiving. Yep. Gobble, I hope, gobble. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving if you're watching this after. Yep, absolutely, and uh, hope you uh, don't spend too much on uh, on the Friday, on the Friday, big Friday shopping day. So we are lit and live if everything worked out right. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It hasn't worked too much so far, but uh, we did get some boost in from the last show. Appar- yeah, that's always great to see that. Yeah. Apparently, there was some liquidity issues, and I, I do not. I, I, I'm like, don't understand this at all. And liquidity uh, issues. Liqui- so you're saying that, that uh, crypto has some liquidity issues right now? My node had some liquidity issues. <laughs> oh, there was, okay. uh, again, so temporary. the party, right? <laughs> you know, t- well, temp- it's plenty of crypto in there. There's plenty of enough right. in there to cover. Um, but temporarily, we are on GetAlbi. We're using the GetAlbi system to be able to get our boost in, but we did have some come in on the old system before it flipped over. And, uh, we had, uh, again, some, some boosts that came in and I do want to, uh, give a shout out to those. I got 1948 sats from Brian. I'm listening. Said, I'm listening live. That must mean that pod ping pinged. So that was five days ago. So very cool on that. We got 1,948 sats again from Brian. He says, last week, boots are failing. Hopefully this one makes it through the series of tubes to you. Yes, we did get it, Brian. 36,000 sats from Dave Jones. Here's a 36-year curmudgeon boost. So must be in reference to our 18 plus 18 years in podcasting. We got 21,112 sats again from Dave Jones. He says, hey, Todd, we had to open a new channel to you. Looks like your existing channel with us was tapped out. Getting real, real close on the podping.cloud lit now tag. So, wow. again, Dave, maybe I'm going to have to pay for some consulting to understand what this liquidity <laughs> thing is. Yeah, I'm not sure and, what and, that and, is either. And, right. you know, may, maybe that is because Adam said, damn, I just opened a 2 million sat channel to you. And then Todd switches to to get Albie and I'm like, well, I would, if payments aren't coming true, that's not good. But apparently when they opened the liquidity channel, all that money came in, but we did get, uh, some boost as well. We got a boost. Uh, now this is the new system, Saturn. It's not, it's not Heliopad. Saturn says it's from Papa PhD. He said, I've been a listener for a while, and I love how much you guys have taught me about the history of podcasting, but also what you're constantly teaching me about its future. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Rob. And that was a 49,000, actually, it's a 50,000 boost. So actually, Papa, you uh, you can send me an email to my normal email address that I'm the 50,000 booster, and we'll send you a, a sticker pack. So, uh, thanks for that. I, I gotta get Adams out too. I've, I've got two I have to ship or maybe some more. I don't know. I'm behind I'm, I'm behind administrative and a bunch of stuff and I'm, I'm ready for a four day off, Rob. I'm. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. So 
I I I I want to talk a little bit about. Well, I got two things. Uh, Dave came through. He heard our motion and our second on two shows ago, and the board of directors of Podcasting 2.0 uh, implemented. Uh, much of what we asked them to do within the stat system, primarily Dave did. And we now have some data, which we can start tracking um, to be able to see what's going on in the podcasting space. Now, currently it's a JSON output file. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if anyone wants to donate time uh, to kick this into a web page, Hey, I'd, I've got a, great domain for it um where we could start having some of this stuff he's going to add more but um i want to make sure that let's see here i'm gonna i'm gonna lose track of things so let's cover this first and then we come can come back to it, if that's okay with you yeah so feeds with new episodes in the past seven days two hundred nine thousand nine hundred seven. Feeds with new episodes in the last 14 days, 287,029. Feeds with new episodes in the last 30 days, 365, 225. 60 days, 437, 523. Feeds with new episodes in 90 days, 489, 701. But this is where it gets interesting. He's also given me the number of new episodes. So, we should we should actually write this down, and I'll do a screen capture here on this machine. Make sure that we have this, so we can compare this going forward. Because what would be really cool? Someone builds a graph thing. We can see this over time. Mm -hmm. uh, what's happening? So, okay. So feeds with new episodes in the last seven days again two hundred nine thousand new okay. episodes published in the last seven days four hundred eighty one thousand. Todd, uh, just stop. Compare that to the ten-day number off of the podcast index, and it and it's two hundred fifty-four thousand shows. So right. So what I'm it's trying off to with like forty thousand. So I'm trying to keep seven, fourteen, thirty. So we have some right. increments here. So at the seven-day mark, two hundred nine thousand. At the fourteen-day, two eighty-seven. So let's two hundred nine, two eighty-seven. That's one week, two week. And then if we look at one week, two week in a episodes created new episodes in seven days was 481 so that's a ratio of uh two point what one two point one two point two episodes per seven days um and then if we look at the 14 day where there's been two hundred eighty seven thousand shows that have updated and the number of episodes in 14 days was 968 just shy of a million Mm -hmm. So what that really is, again, is about a three-something ratio there. So it, it tells me if we're at 14 days with 287,000 shows updating every 14, every 14 days, we have uh, 968,000 new episodes coming out. So shows with new episodes, right? New, total new episodes. That's total new, just new episodes. The total okay. new episodes in the last 14 days was 968,825. Got it. New ep shows with new episodes in 14 days was 287. As compared to, again, mm -hmm. seven days, 209, 907. 
right. with new episodes in that time frame, 481. So it looks to me, and again, it's pretty obvious here that we have most shows are doing two episodes a week and some are doing one. And at least in this, and again, we'll, we'll have to get this graphed. And I could have thrown this in a Excel spreadsheet and, and probably I should. So it, we can track this week to week. But interestingly, in the last 90 days, so 489,000 shows have updated, have had a new episode in the last, last 90, 90 days. days. That total number of new episodes was 5.7 million new episodes. Okay. So that number is concerning to me because it really shows that it, it, you're, you're going to seize the frequency. You know, we start graphing this out and it's really going to show where the frequency is um, and, mm -hmm. and whatever that ratio may be. But if we just look at seven days right now, keep it simple, 209-907-481-178. Yeah, I think uh, it's averaging out to what, one episode every two weeks, right? Well, no, 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 because in seven days, 209,000 shows updated, but there was 481,000 new episodes. Okay. So more than two, two point something. Again, I don't have my calculator out here. Uh, so you have this a spreadsheet. I could get this data in, you know, a, a second here, but it, it roughly a two a point episodes a week is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. 2.2 point two something episode, 2.1 something episodes per, per week is the average. Wow. That's the average. That's the average. But if, if we go and take that and bu bump that up to 90 days and you look at 489,000 shows updated, but with 5.7 million, of course, 90 days would be 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you take 5.7 million, divide it by 12, it kind of gives you that running number. Right. So what is that? Uh, five point, the way they do this simple that's, math. That's, that's about two episodes a week. About right. two episodes a week. So yeah. some are going to do more, some are going to do less. So it'll all average out. Um, so it gives you an idea. Yeah, where, and, and we'll be able to watch now. Now this, uh, I'm not going to give this URL out. And here's the reason why I'm not going to give it out. If, if you're not participating in Podcast 2.0, you don't deserve this link. If you're participating in the podcast 2.0 ecosphere and contributing and doing something with it, you'll be participating in the groups where this type of data is being shared. So I'm not going to share the, the URL. It'll probably be out there public at some point, mm -hmm. but you, you don't deserve this data unless you're contributing to helping grow the space. I, I'm being an ass, but that's the way it's going to be. They so can hear Todd, it somewhere this, else. This now, granted, this is basically an average. So right, right, it's right. it's not like it's a weighted average. So we don't really have a clear indication of what's going on. But it's it's, it's yeah, it's a rough. Yeah, and if it is true that we're averaging two episodes a week, I don't mm -hmm. even know if it's right to say an average. Right, but right. What's the 
what's the median, right? Right. Is, That's is what, that. And probably right. with this data, we'll be able to figure the median out because we've got three, seven, 10, 14, 30, 60, 90 days worth of data updated daily. So someone could, again, pull this num pull these numbers daily. And, but it, but it does point to an interesting kind of industry. Right. Um, direction, which is that, um, and I think we've known this for a long time is that one strategy to grow faster oh. is to do multiple episodes a week. Absolutely. To, to, you know, it, we, I have ancillary proof shows that do it. Okay. If you're, if you do weekly, that's good. Mm-hmm. If you do twice a weekly, that's better. That's and if double. you do, and if you do every <laughs> other week, right. it's not as good, but you know, you can see it in the numbers of show growth. Right. But again, there's, there's, all, there's different things here going on too. There are some shows that are weekly that are such a required listen that they may get more value than the show that's twice a week if they're not being as valuable in the content. There are, in my one hand, there are some shows I have to listen to every week. I have mm-hmm. to. I would listen twice a week if there was two shows a week. But would the value go down? So again, it has to be, if you have content that is valuable and will gauge on, so there's, there's more to this than just saying two weeks, two shows a week are better. Right. It's not that simple. It's not right. that simple. <clears throat> right. Now, even more interesting here, feeds with the value block, the value block that people can use to boost this show can actually send a, a boostagram or you can be on uh, newpodcastapps.com. Some of the apps will let you actually stream Satoshis by the minute. You can donate a thousand Satoshis a minute for every minute you listen to the show and it'll show an engagement factor by, mm-hmm. even if you do one Satoshi a minute, I don't recommend that, but let's say 10. Right. And you do 10 a minute, you can actually see in these graphs where people leave. So because it's, it's, it's sending a donation every minute that the person is active. Um, this is really in, you know, you talk about all the things that's going on with the event tag and all this other stuff that they've been talking about. There is the potential here for content creators to get insane amounts of insight into their audience if they have members participating in the value for value model where they're donating by the minute, mm-hmm. micropayments by the minute. So 10,554 shows currently are have a value block feeds with transcripts. Um, 22,199 shows have transcripts in their feed. This is, this is disheartening. 20, only 22,000 shows have implemented transcripts in their podcast. Now, it's a pretty not, low number. Not all the platforms support the transcript tag. So Buzzsprout, RSS.com, Blueberry, and some others, some other hosting platforms have implemented the transcript tag. So if you're at Podbean or you're at wherever platform mm-hmm. and you have you don't have the ability to drop a transcript into your feed, you're not getting counted in these numbers. So if you're a listener and you're on a platform, right. and you can't link your transcript, you need to be kicking the door in 
of your hosting provider and say, hey, 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 let's get this engaged. Episodes with transcripts so far, 538,960. Buzzsprout by far is leading the pack in number of shows and episodes with transcripts because I don't think they make their customers pay for it. I think they do the transcripts for free for their shows. That's my, I think that's my understanding. Yeah, I, th- I believe that's true. Yeah. So, um, again, I can't afford to pay that bill to do it free <clears throat> for all our shows. Um, I'm already getting our transcript bill and like, wow, I'm, you know, it's, it's not cheap, but we're also creating closed caption quality transcripts too. Mm-hmm. So we know there's some other systems out there that will generate transcripts for essentially for free. Mm-hmm. But again, the quality is ink, but it's pretty sad. If you think about that, this is, this is a grand total, 538,960 shows with episodes have transcripts of, of those 22,000 shows they've created 538,000 episodes with transcripts. So if we're looking to scheme of things, 10% have adopted. If you just look at, well, if you look at the yeah. seven day number, uh, 10%, 11% have adopted transcripts for their shows. So we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. That's, that's only going to grow. Um, there's no question. The other question that I have in combination with this discussion of frequency of publish is, uh, I think I've seen some data out there that's been shared. I don't know how accurate it is or how uh, across the industry it is, um, but we've seen a reduction in you know just a couple of minutes anyway over a period of time, year over year, of the duration of an episode. Right. Um, do you think? I mean, it's an interesting mapping. So are we heading towards increasingly, and I don't know what the pattern is here. Are we increasing the amount of frequency of publish as a strategy? And then at the same time, as a counterbalance to that, the, the content duration is gradually getting shorter too. I kind of wonder if we're heading down that trend line. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that the data tells us that right now, but yeah. I think it'd be, it's an interesting question. And I've been thinking about this for a long time. Cause I mean, people have been debating in the industry for, for years. Well, what's the ideal length of a podcast, right? Yep. Um, and there's some people on one side that say, you know, shorter is better. And then there's other, you know, side of the discussion that's like, well, the average length of a top 200 podcast is 50 minutes, you know, so you get that into the spectrum. But I just kind of wonder if we're seeing if frequency is going up is, is a strategy to grow more rapidly. That's to get your content in front of people on a more consistent basis because people are, you know, bouncing around a lot of different content. So if you can publish more frequently, and I know that, you know, a guy like Gary V's out there talking about, you know, publishing like 20, you know, posts to these social platforms every day, you know, I mean, yeah. frequency is what it's all about now. Right. Well, he has, he has a whole team, so he does. And yeah, that's not a perfect example of, of what most podcasters can do. Right. There's no question, but it does point to maybe some bigger trends in the industry around how to get people's attention. I know the number one question, and I know Todd, you face it every day. Cause I do it too, mm-hmm. is how do I grow my show? You know, what's the, what's the approach that's, that's working out there for people. And, 
And this may be a little bit of a glimpse into what, what might be one optional approach. So those of you that are listening to the show, take note of this time hack. I'm at 20 minutes, 27 seconds. Well, it's somewhere around there because the stream was up before the, so it's maybe start about 19 minutes on the video. Let me show you something, Rob, that is going to blow people's minds when they start seeing this. On sats? On sats. This is a, can you see this menu coming back at you? Yeah. Okay. So this is something called Conshack, C-O-N-S-H-A-X. And this ties into our GetAlby account. Mm-hmm. And because we've only gotten one donation through GetAlby, this, this data is pretty thin. But it's actually going to show the analytics of earnings. And this could be um, give you an overview. It can give you, again, it's, there's no data in here because we're not getting a lot of stuff coming in. Give you a boost gram timeline. It gives you analytics. It shows you sats over episode duration. So it actually shows how long into the episode where people were, were donating. There's something called Thunder Feeds. It enables you to publish paid content with, without... Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, didn't know about that. That's something new. And then there's other, there's other platform called Saturn that basically shows my SAT balance at 357,000 SATs. And some of that was three of those payments were me uh, funding my wallet up number of users contributing, and then, again, it, it talks about the boost gram, talks about the contributors, it puts them in a ranking, shows, uh, it, it'll actually see when someone's donated by episode, um, shows when the show is live, and the live boosts that come in, you can actually see when that happens. So there's ecosystems now being built to give analytical data that no podcaster has ever seen ever before. Right. So, but my Geek News Central show, I'm now finally moving. I've been hammering it for two months, three months. Go get a new podcastapps.com. Go get a new podcastapps.com. Go get a new podcastapps.com. Get Fountain. And people are now starting to finally migrate over. I keep telling them, go don't be on a legacy. Don't be on a legacy app. And I'm calling in like any app that is not supporting this new stuff is a legacy app. It's old. They're not doing cool new stuff. So, you know, a little, little peer pressure. I have nerds that listen to my show. So we'll, we'll get to see over time some of this stuff start to come in and be able to actually demonstrate and show people on live what this can mean for them and their engaged audiences. Again, it's a big experiment, and I'm 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 totally jazzed by by all of this. Don't get you know my earlier shows about liquid, uh, you know, making sure I have enough liquidity and all. That's because I was stupid enough to run my own node. Uh, just go over to get Albi <laughs> and, and and get yourself an account. That's that's the place to go. Uh, so, Todd, as you think about this. Um, how is this different than I'm just playing devil's advocate here a little bit. How is, how do you think this is different than, you know, just doing something with like a Patreon? Or Why doing, not? It's fine too. With like a glow or you something can. like that. Well, the difference is, um, 
if I think about, let me go ahead and load up my, let me tell you what the, the value is. So someone sent us 50,000 sats. I'm going to try to um, equate that into dollars. Now, let me see here. So this uh, is. Yeah, I just, but the, the key is, the, the, the main difference is, is that no one can send me, okay, so I've got, okay, I've got two million, it's not showing me a balance right now. Um, so would you kind of equate this to like frequent flyer miles? Um, let's, okay, so the difference is, it is a token right. that can be exchanged for cash. <laughs> yeah, Again, that's you okay. know you 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 go to the you go to the amusement park, and and you, so it's a little bit of a cryptocurrency and a little bit of a rewards. Program. Well, you you, you yeah, go to the right. you go to the amusement park and you you give the lady behind the counter fifty bucks and she gives you a bag yeah. full of tokens, right? And yeah, you go I, over to the pinball machine and you put two tokens in, right? Yeah. Well, y you kind of have an idea what the value of that is that, but you really don't know that you just put in a buck 25. Yeah. Right. So when you convert uh, dollars to Satoshi's, it's a token at this point, right. it, but it's a token. It has real value that can change minute to minute. Mm -hmm. but you know, in your brain, you put in 50 bucks and when you send someone a third of the, or, or 25%, let's say you got 50,000, a hundred thousand Satoshis for your 50 bucks. Again, this is just, I'm just doing rough math and you send somebody 25,000 Satoshi tokens or Satoshi, mm -hmm. uh, Bitcoin. It is then you just sent them uh 1250. Does, does a, a a single Satoshi have a fixed value? Or oh is yeah, it yeah. So market, market driven based on some so algorithm out there like a Bitcoin. All right. So remember this number, right? Now. Let me get my calculator up because I can tell you right here. I've got it up in. I'll just show, I'll just show people on the screen. And so it's not a traded cryptocurrency. Oh it's, no, it is. It's a. It's a. It is a. Well, it's traded, it, but not in the same way that. Like Ethereum, oh, it's is, tied or... to Bitcoin directly to Bitcoin. Let me show you the screen. So I have two million two hundred fifty thousand eight hundred and ninety three Satoshi's. Gotcha. In That's my to the Lightning Network with Bitcoin, right? right. And then if I okay. flip the little switch here, right, it is equivalent, and it's the same thing. It's I can cash this to Bitcoin. It is point zero. Two two five eight Bitcoin. It's worth three hundred seventy one dollars and ninety five cents. That's what's in my account. So if we do the simple math of two two five seven eight nine three divided by, and what was that number again that I just said three hundred and what was the number I said three three seventy one ninety five. I divide it yep. by three seventy one point nine five. That equal, oh, I did it the wrong way. 371.95 divided by 22578.93. At this very moment, a single Satoshi is worth 0 
zero zero one cents. That's yeah, that's a pretty small number. So if we multiply that by ten thousand, so when someone right. sends us ten thousand satoshis, that's mm-hmm. equal to a dollar sixty four. Right. Or if someone sends me fifty thousand satoshis, that's worth eight dollars and twenty three cents at this very moment. Right. But that could fluctuate based on the price Abs- of Bitcoin. It's going to go up and down. It's tied directly to Bitcoin because uh, a uh, Satoshi uh, is like one one millionth of a Bitcoin. There's a, again, don't quote, or one hundred one one hundredth of a millionth of a Bitcoin or something like that. There's a, yeah, and it's changing constantly. It's changing constantly. So, you know, whatever right. it, but again, the thing you have to think about is when you, as a listener, get $50 worth of Satoshi or mm-hmm. then it's just, I'm re, people are going to hate this, but I re, just say it's okay. You're sending them 50,000 tokens. You know, you're sending them money, right? But no one in going back to your original question on Patreon, if someone was going to send me $8 and yeah, that's fixed on the U S dollar. right? So let's just yeah. say they send me 10 bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. How much, how much, uh, what is Patreon's cut? Well, so this is a really, really important part of this conversation. What is Patreon's, uh, cut? It's probably a percentage. I would imagine. Uh, it is 5%. Right. Well, some of them run 5%. So if someone sends me $10, you know, and I'm not going to get ten dollars, right? What, what am gonna, I going to get? I'm going to get nine fifty. Right. It's going to cost fifty cents. Right. right. I'm going to get nine fifty. If someone sends me fifty thousand satoshis, mm-hmm. I'll end up getting like. Well, matter of fact, there is a. I don't know I, if we can do that in our head, can we? Well, I, I, I percentages. It yeah. it basically I I I can see it because of the Saturn thing. Let me look at the um, dashboard here. Yeah, I think uh, that the Lightning Network okay, takes, so, so takes I, a fee. So I I uh, when he donated fifty thousand satoshis, it cost him nine hundred and eighty sats. So it cost him to send that. Well, that was the fee nine hundred eighty sats times. Point, what would you say? Point zero 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 one. So mm-hmm. it cost him like not even a penny to actually send that. To right. send that. Now, this is where the world can change because of Lightning Network. And, and these, these transactions are all done through the Lightning Network. And they, right. they, they take a small piece. Small piece. Right. I think that the one that you just had up on the screen, it showed the Lightning Network commission was like 300,000 sats to transfer that whole total. Uh, where did you see that at? It was up on the screen. All right. But you had it up there. So it says, well, okay. I sh- my Bitcoin wallet is okay. 8,800. Oh, okay. That's Wait, my man. wallet. And this is, I have, oh. I have a Bitcoin wallet and a Lightning wallet. So I have two okay, wallets. So th- Okay, so there's multiple payments that are listed in the Lightning Wallet. Right. There, right? So when I sent 500,000, when I set up a new channel, mm-hmm. 
or no, when I sent some money into the system, I sent 500,000 sats into my wallet. It cost me 373 sats to get them there. So just think about that again. It, it, even though I sent 500,000, that transfer fee was 373. So, and, and the other one was 235. Oh, it depends on the route that it took to get there. Right. So, so in the end, the, the percentage what, loss is less. Less. And this is why with the way value for value is working, it's why we can send 1% to podcast index. It's why when fountain sends a donation to this show, they can set their 5%. And actually you pay that on overhead. I get my full 50,000 and the sender pays depending on how the, sometimes the splits are taken out sometimes, but usually the person can see what the splits are. You can, the splits are what makes this interesting and what makes this work and what gives Fountain and all these other apps the incentive to right. do this. Now, when Blueberry adds value for value to our platform, we will probably decide if we'll take a split. I will, maybe I'll set up it, 1%. That's an interesting comment you just made, Todd. What's yeah. that? That you're going to add this platform. Oh, we're going to add, we're going to add the ability for people to have put a get Albi wallet on blueberry mm -hmm. and be able to, but we're going to have something where we will, I haven't fully decided, but if I take a percent, that's going to help cover a little overhead for all of this and the code base and whatever else and providing this as a service. So blueberry can, or I can take zero. You know, so, so it all go ahead. Need to be ultimately supported by all the listening apps. I'm assuming. Oh, that's the key. All the listening apps have to support it. So, so with with what's going on right now with kind of the public perception of crypto. Um, okay, so let's. Okay, so crypto yeah. from an investment model sucks. Right well, now, well, it's well. Yeah. It yeah, has I think issues. We need to draw draw a little bit of a distinction here because people tend to say crypto and they think everything. Let's right? let's say keep saying Bitcoin. This right, is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not actually, from what I've technically heard, I don't believe it's considered to be a crypto platform. I, I don't know the definition, be, but this is yeah. this is Bitcoin Lightning Network. Right. Bitcoin is going to survive. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I think we all would benefit from it surviving. When um, when when the right. problem becomes, and we don't, I don't want to get too crazy here because we've just heard about this thing with this FTX, right? And, which is, and Alameda, which is which pure is, pure crypto, and they were playing games. Oh, with they, your crypto anytime or, or yeah. with your Bitcoin, right? And your Ethereum. Anytime right. there is a human that can manipulate things, right? Things are going to go sideways. And with Bitcoin being decentralized, in other right. words, even a big government probably at this point, even if they set up, a, you know, spend a bunch of money to set up servers, probably they might have a little run in the day to affect Bitcoin, but they would lock them out. There, there would not be manipulation of Bitcoin going on. Well, there it, is, I believe, Todd, there is an attack on 
Bitcoin. Oh, it's 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 not necessarily Bitcoin. It's about these bad characters that run services associated with it. Right, right. That's but the I issue. do believe that larger entities are <laughs> trying to close those off. Oh, I'm sure. Um, the U.S. government right. would love to set lots of reach. What's going to get? They want to have their own crypto. Well, guess what? It's <laughs> people are foolish. It's just like they make. Right. It, we could spend a whole show talking about the insanity of FTX. Yeah, I, I posted but a link. It was a Ponzi scheme, is what it was. Really. Well, yeah. we can we can go real long, and 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 I don't even I only know a little bit of the surface of this, but the this again we're talking about okay, so we've been talking about value for value, value for value, value for value. This is just one thing of like Mike and I were going over the list the other day, Mike Dell my VP of podcaster relations. Yes, we have Ooh. one of those too. Um, him and I, congratulations, were, Mike, him yeah. and I were going over the, um, essentially going over the, um, the podcast 2.0 initiatives, tags and different things that are going on. And I'm like, all right, you need to get into the phase two, three, four. We need to be like looking deeper in the mm -hmm. stack now, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's very public. I've got my team engaged in doing code, right? You know, not right now. People are getting ready to go enjoy Thanksgiving, but we're in the middle of, we've done all our UI designs and now it's a matter of implementation. So the, the key here really boils down to is I'm going to be like next week, uh, I'm going to do nothing, but I'm going to be creating the, podcaster facing documentation of okay this is what this is and this is what this does and this is why it's important mm -hmm. this is what this does and this is why it's important and you'll probably never have to use it but maybe once in a while and you just i'm going to go through and make right. the use cases for why we're doing this so we can start the education piece to the content creator most of the stuff right. they don't even they're not going to have a clue we're going to be every show is going to have a lifetime guid for their show podcaster right. don't care Someday they might when they move their show, yeah, you know, but th that's just something that's on our side. And, and then there's going to be like this text tag that they'll never have to use until, until someone tells you, hey, go put this code in your text tag to identify that this is your show, claim ownership. They're going, what's that? And they're going to go look through their face. Oh, there's the text tag. Let me paste in this code and save it. And, th and, and they're not going to know. They're not going to care. And we don't want them to. But what we do want them to care about is just like putting in the person tag for this show or credits. We're calling it credits. We're not even calling it person. Because what do you mean person? What's that mean? It's credits. Put in your credits at the show level. Rob and Todd are the host. And then in the episode level, we'll have credits. for, a, And then it's selector for guest. Yeah. So all these things that we're going to implement and our content creators are going to get educated using, and we're going to start filling the RSS feeds with this data. And then guess what? We're going to turn the podcasters loose on the apps <laughs> and say, how come you don't show credits? Well, what is that? I have credits in my RSS feed. How come you're not showing them in your app? Oh, I have the value tag in, and I have my link to my PayPal. 
Yeah. How come you don't have that in your app? Yeah. I'm in value for value. I have a I have a lightning address. How come you're not supporting lightning donations through your app? Right. I'm going live with my show and announcing to the world that my show's live. How come you're not switching my show to live? So I can't tell app developers what to do. Right. But podcasters can. And if the podcasters are smart, they're going to start using these apps like I'm using them. And I'm going to tell my audience to use those apps and they're going to get over there. Maybe they're not happy with the fountain app and they're going to say, well, how come overcast doesn't do this? And they're going to send a comment to Marco, Marco, why, why doesn't, why can't I watch Todd's show on your app when he's live? Right. So it's a whole ecosystem that's going to fill. Now, is it going to be easy? Nope. Is it going to happen overnight? Nope. How long is it going to take? A couple of years. Todd, do you think that uh, what's happening with the crypto market right now with FTX and, and all the bad press out there, that it's going to set this um, SAT opportunity back? No, as long as we educate as long as we educate correctly that this is not an investment vehicle. This is a way to show support for a show. I agree. I agree. You buy whatever you need to support a show. That is you forget about the value of what that number is once it's in there and you tokenize it and gamify it into a donation and it's going to go up and down. One week it's going to be worth eight dollars and twenty-three cents. Next week that donation is going to be worth 10. Yeah. And but, I think, um, I mean, certainly what's happening with Bitcoin needs to, um, but Bitcoin is turn not around a little bit, but Bitcoin is not the bad apple here. No, it's, it's not, it's not the bad apple, it's, but it's actually the store of value. It's the um, true. It's a store of value. You know? Right. So, and if that market turns around, if Bitcoin turns around in its value, my worry is that the, the exchanges are under attack. Oh, right the, now. the exchanges are run by people who right. have looked to figure out how they can empty it, uh, consumers' wallets, wallets <laughs> right. and doing poop yeah. this uh, crazy p Ponzi schemes. I feel bad for those folks that have lost millions of dollars, you know, to this idiot, to this criminal. You know, you, you're talking about a lot this of money. That guy, if that, 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 I, I would have security. You, you talk about losing millions and hundreds of millions and billions of dollars of people's money. Well, and Todd, the other factor of this, this is given a rationale, a reason, and a motivation for the government to crack down on crypto too. Rob, if you take the time and look at everything that transpired and who got money and how stuff was tied together. Oh yeah. Um, it goes all the way back to politics and that's part of it. And the other part of it's pure right. greed and, <coughs> and incompetence. I have a Facebook post that I saw. Okay. There's a lot of people that don't want crypto to be successful. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and, PayPal. And, and they, FTX was taken advantage of. They I believe, do by not some unscrupulous no, characters. No, this was these were uh, idiots that was running. No, I agree this. with you. No, I. 
Totally. So if, if, if there was a video that but I... There was a lot of, lot of legitimate people involved in FTX. Oh, oh I fully understand. But there was yeah. a, there's a post done by, uh, that was on the daily.co.uk. It's linked in my Facebook archive. Yeah. You can link and you go watch the, uh, just about a two-minute video right. by that gal that was, I guess... Yeah, I, her, saw that. I saw that video, yeah. Did, now, Rob... Would you have trusted her with a hundred bucks? Would you yeah, have given didn't... her, would you have personally given her a hundred dollars of your money and said, go invest this for me after hearing, if you'd heard her and then would, would you today not just seen if you saw the video, didn't know right. she was part of Alameda, didn't know anything. Just would you give that individual a hundred bucks? Probably not. Not a I would chance. <laughs> I, I, I could trust. I'm surprised that she was in charge of a platform that was so important. I right. could, I could trust a 13 year old. Well, that's that, the equivalent that has, <laughs> that has a lemonade stand. Right. I could give them a hundred bucks and they would bring me, I would trust that 13 year old more. After I saw that video, I, I slapped my, I, I, I was with a group of people and we watched that video and, I was like, and they've been trust entrusted with billions of dollars. I think they were, they were used. No, no, no. I think they yeah. were, I think they were greedy. I think they were incompetent. I don't think, I, I think people just Smarter got. People had to be behind. Uh, I don't think so. I think it was a big snow job. Anyway, you can debate this all week, but the main thing is don't think about, don't put any association, take all that associated with FTX and all this other stuff that's going on. And I have a Coinbase account. I buy a little Bitcoin. I transfer it to my wallet. That's what right. I did. I transferred it right. into my Lightning node. That I'm again. I'm not recommending you do this, content creators. I'm an idiot. I can transfer that into my Lightning node, and it sits there. And if I my Lightning node crashes, I lose. Uh, and if I don't have my recovery code, I lose three hundred seventy-one dollars of my own money. But it's in. It's That's in, the price of. Uh, <laughs> Living at the cutting edge, right, Todd, is that you can get cut. That's right. It's in my hardware. <laughs> I have to maintain the hardware. Right. It's So, you know, it, I have my recovery, you know, 82 character, you know, password thing saved in a safe place. But again, it's like, don't do this. You don't need to do what I showed you guys in this. You know, you don't need to do this. Do not run a lightning node. Don't. Don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm never okay. going to run a lightning node. I, I buy... Bitcoin on a weekly basis. So itself, it's an automatic purchase. So, so go I've been on doing that for years. Okay. So go on, yeah. get Albi. Right. And set up a wallet. Yeah. And yeah. So anyway, that that's enough on that. But it, to me, again, I'm probably the audience sick and tired of hearing about this, but probably, but you know what? There's, <laughs> there, there's not a lot of news going on. No. Well, there's always um, a flow of stuff. I don't know, Todd, if you saw the article that was written by uh, Nick Qua, your, you know, your favorite guy. Oh, I haven't read anything from him for five years. So he wrote an article for, uh, um, was it vulture.com? Lovely. I'm sure, I'm sure this guy is falling. Well, his, just, just kind of set this up. Uh, the title of the article was podcasting is just radio now. Did you know that, Todd? Oh, really? 
<laughs> well, I say he hasn't changed too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that sparked a whole discussion on LinkedIn oh. with a couple of folks that were involved in the podcasting space. And I, I believe it exposed some of the divisions in the podcasting space oh. to, say the, to say the least. Um, I mean, it, as you think about the topic of podcasting is just radio and, and, and how we would, you know, vehemently disagree with that. I right. think most people in the podcasting space would vehemently disagree with that. And, and maybe Nick was doing a little link, uh, link bait here to some mm -hmm. degree. Um, but I think where, where he's going with it is the, is, you know, you think about NPR and you think about public radio and how, um, that's always been since the very early days, been very linked up with podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. Public radio, NPR, PRX, all those that have had strong connections to the public radio side. So you're seeing this division that's happening in the industry, right? Between professional content creators and indie content creators. So I think what we've seen is some hubris around the egos that we've been talking about for many years. And Nick certainly is a representative of that ideology and that division, right? That these professional producers, public radio and stuff are kind of in their own little ego bubble, right? Of what they do. And to the exclusion of 90% of the podcasting medium. So, uh, and I believe that's a little bit of what's going on here. And, and, you know, this discussion between, you know, you look at like a Joe Rogan, yep. right. Who many perceive to be as, um, not professionalized content, right. It's like, it, it's like a talk radio, like a Howard Stern type of a show, right. Yeah. You could, if you're looking at things from the lens of radio, you would see Joe Rogan potentially as well, just, just like, you know, um, Howard Stern. That's the kind of show he does. So it must be like radio, right? So, so, and then you see like a, this American life type of a production, right? Which was also on radio, right? As a very and as a very successful podcast is that these are the models of the future, right? And that's the, that's the thought process behind this whole discussion was that somehow radio, um, Podcasting has now been co-opted by radio. Yeah, I don't believe that in a bit. Yeah, and that somehow radio is kind of now really the highly produced, highly polished productions now are what podcasting is about going forward. Okay, great. I don't know what you think about that. Tom. I just okay, so they are. Well, I but, think the big but question they don't is, make well, up the majority. They don't make. Yeah, the <laughs> what is the percentage? And I think we've, we've seen some numbers in the past. Uh, I think the highest number I've ever seen is half of the market is these professionalized podcasters. No way. No way. Half? Well, that's what uh, Tom Webster has it's told us, right? It's impossible. It's half. Let's go I back. Mean, Do you think that professional radio is producing. No, no, it's not professional radio. I'm talking about professionalized podcasts. Per, do you like, think, do you think, right. per, do you think there's a hundred thousand professionally produced podcasts? Not in your life. There's not. No, but a disproportionate amount of downloads. Oh, well maybe. Right. So but, you look at the, but, what, but the not, 30 not, not podcasts. 
that are done by national public radio. Not you dis- factor that based on how many downloads each one of those dis- have. Disapportionate numbers of what people see. Right. Agreed. Totally. I, I had, um, I, I, re- I had a reply. I got a question, question and answer thing from a reporter recently. And it'll probably be maybe coming out next week. And one of the points I made is one of the points I made on this show a few weeks ago is that there are an incredible number of high number podcasts, half million, a million downloads, listens per episode that are getting monetized in big, big ways as a part-time basis. And they do not in any way want their numbers to be known sure, right. for fear they will lose their J-O-B, their regular J-O-B. And they're making six figures, mm-hmm. close to seven, big yeah. numbers annually. And those numbers never make it into any chart anywhere. That's so, not even to speak of all, all the big shows that are like down in um, Argentina and Brazil. I'm just talking right? U.S. Right. So there's this, so, so, and we see what the numbers is on our network. We see, we know who the top 20 are, top 25 or 50. In no way do those top 50 shows make up anywhere near, I know the percentage. It's, it's, be careful. Um, (laughs) 80 to 85% of monthly gross downloads are still coming from the bottom 97%. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Bottom nine, 97% make up, again, 80, 85% of the monthly total gross listens and downloads, where the top, that top 3% makes up like 20%. Right. 15 to 20%. So at yeah. least in our numbers. Now, if you are a wondery, that's probably different because you don't serve the masses. You serve the top shows. So all your numbers are going to be big over there. Or if you are. Right. For all of the shows for, that you're, you're right, working for, on. For those. You right. can pick them. That's to right. be shows that will. Because right. you've, you've ignored the 97% of other shows that are out there. Now, that goes to our comment I want to make about the last couple of shows we've done. I have gotten more email that asked me, do not read on the show. Do not say my name. Mainly saying, I agree with you. But they On which, which points? The last show rang a bell, Rob. The last show where I talked about media buyers being lazy and the space oh. is not going to grow to where it wants to grow because they, they're ignoring every. And I had a plethora of direct messages, that that was going to direct that. messages on Twitter, primarily right. DMS that came and say, don't say my name, but I agree a hundred percent with you. I can't say it publicly. Thank you for having the courage. Right. Um, yeah. and I know he's listening today. Um, I had a conversation with somebody on LinkedIn. Well, it was a one-way mess. I, I, I got uh, pitched 
for a service. And obviously, he, I don't think he had listened to this show. Asking me, oh. about, asking me about what Blueberry needs help in brand safety. Ah, I can imagine. There's probably a, that could be a couple different so, that I can think so of. So, want to talk. <laughs> and my response probably was a little surprising to him. <laughs> and I asked So, it him, was him. Interesting. Well, okay. no, no, no. He that was, tells me a lot. Someone was pitching me <laughs> to have a meeting about brand safety and what Blueberry was going to do. And right. my response was, we don't have any brand safety issues. We don't. We're not having any advertisers that are asking us about brand safety. I don't. And then I went into my whole thing about brand safety is just a disguise for, we don't need to over, go it over again. So he, he has responded on LinkedIn. I haven't looked at the response yet. Okay. So I'm sure he has subscribed maybe to the show now and listening, but I'm not going to talk much more about it, but it, it was so ironic that that had oh, come yeah. in after we'd spent. Well, it was just inevitable because um, all those platforms are reaching out to all the hosts right, <laughs> right now. So it was, right. just a, it was totally inevitable that that was going to happen. Right, right. And, and I've been talking to all of them now for like, I don't know, six months now. It, it, so. And I'm sure my response was probably gotten with a, huh. Yeah. <laughs> they run into the, to the rebel, you know, the rebel of the group. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And tell you what, the, the last IB meeting, I, boy, I wish, I wish they, they would pub. I wish they could be, I wish the last one could have been recorded and publicized. <laughs> Uh, so Todd, did we ever make the full cut over to to six? To what? To to the, the IP six? No, we're yeah. we're on IPv four. Okay. So right. <laughs> yeah. So it's just well, a matter of time on that one. Right. We have seen very we we keep watching and we're not seeing everything right. is, is it's yeah, it's a matter of time, but um, it, haven't it's saturated the, the numbers yet. Oh, okay. I'm, I think they're pretty much saturated, but okay, I think there's enough stuff going on where people are adopting IPv6 in different areas that we're probably it's not impacting podcasting too much yet because it hasn't really filtered down into the United States and the big consumers of content. And I guess there's a couple of ways you can hack it too to so, make it still work, right? Yeah. So I don't know the technical piece on that, but I, I don't think we see any IPv6. And maybe it's because we hack it so you can't see it. I don't know. I, I Again, that, I'm not the tech guy. So, so Todd, I heard from a little bird that, uh, that has been regularly using um, Descript. Hmm. That uh, this person has been playing around with uh, using full transcripts to create audio. Oh, um, I mean, not full transcripts, but full scripts yep. to actually auto generate, um, a full show How's using that? their technology. Does anybody know that they're doing that? Well, the comment was, is that they don't feel like the capability is quite hundred percent there yet. Oh, I'd, I'd love to hear a sample of that. Right. Um, well, I didn't tell your little bird to send me a link. I'd love to or a file. I'd like to listen. 
but they did say it's it's very very good mm. at doing um, editing. So let's say you want to replace a word. Right. It's it's very good at that um, because it's something that you can be passed over very quickly and there people needs, can't really tell we, tell we sh- the difference. And, and as a matter of fact, you know, we've got a relationship with the script because we have an integration with them. I should send them an email and say, "How are you? Are you putting anything in that media file to show that there has been AI used to?" replace words. Well, I think that's being commonly done now. Um, but where's I it think being where documented? We're still at the, at the beginning stages of using a tool like that yeah, but um, to it, generate the whole episode. Is the tool making a notation in the metadata that this modify, this has been a, this is a modified file using AI to replace words. Is there a disclaimer coming out of the script on that? I don't believe that you probably need to do that. Oh, I think absolutely you have to. If they're word, going word word replacement, absolutely. If you're going to use an AI to change a word in an audio file, just from a pure safety standpoint, someone could take hours and hours of our content and train a. That's true. Yes. AI. Yeah, I see where you're And going. they could come in here and they would take this audio and they could replace four or five of my words at any point during the show and give a different context. And give right. a different context and cause my house to collapse. Yeah, but Todd, I believe that there's I signed up for it. I don't know if you have um I have an account on the on the 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 cloning, the the, the voice cloning mm. um is is a verified um so you have to be verified in order to. How, how do they verify you? Uh, driver's license. Their, their their platform. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I mean, I did it at one point, but it's been like but, maybe like but six still, months ago. It should be on them to mark in the metadata of that file that this has been modified. Now that could be stripped. Well, but, Todd, let me give you my thought on it too. I mean, it was more like. If you're auto creating this whole episode, see, that's that's where I was going with this. Was, right, right. I know what you're saying. You're basically writing a script. Yep. And you're you're basically uploading it to the platform. Right, and have to it create. Use my voice that I've trained the script to utilize yep. to create that full episode. It. Um. That's what was being played with here. But there's no emotion. There's no pauses. There's you. That's, no, that's not true. That's not true. They have the capability in the platform now to, to have the voice representation have various levels of emotion. Whoa. And and um, pace. So yeah, you can, very scary. Right. So you can actually, um, create kind of a natural and some of that comes out of the training that you do and it's very extensive. I mean, you go through and you basically read all sorts of other scripts to train the algorithm to know how you speak. I'm glad. And I'm glad that they, it doesn't work real well for creating a whole podcast yet. Yeah. I mean, I can see your point. Um, but I do think that there, I mean, it is, it is an interesting thing to think about, uh, from the standpoint of having to script, analyze an audio file, right? make a transcript out of that and then take that transcript and um, 
put it out in all sorts of different languages oh, that's, using right. your, your voice. That's, I could see that. That would be huge. Right. And I think ultimately that's probably where, where they could go with this. That'd is, be super valuable. Right. So you, you could set up an auto generation process right. where that could you come happen. out you come out in French, come out and it may not be as good, but who knows? But, but it would be voiced in, in, in your voice, in, in my, as close proximity to my voice is probably what would be technically possible. But mm. because there is different inflections that different languages have that may be hard to replicate in the algorithm. There is something, um, uh, there is something that I wanted to talk about. I can't remember. It must not have been that important. <laughs> It'll come to you. Oh, I, I think I know. Let me look at my phone. I've got some notes in my phone. Um, how long? Pulling that up too. How long has it been? You know, Dave and Adam, you guys, I, I have half a page in notes from the last episode. What, um, Dave and, um, Adam came up with after a roundabout discussion with one heck of an idea. So, and it, it's kind of funny because we built stuff years ago that we no longer use on our platform. So we have the ability to create OPML files now Rob, we're going way back here. That is way back. That's okay. Dave Weiner stuff. Right. But <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what OPML file is, it's just basically an um it's a meta language. Well it's a it's basically an RSS feed of sorts for RSS feeds. Well, so let me give the official kind of, definition. It's an outline process markup language. Let's be careful. Let's 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 say it the way right. it. It's it's, well, it's how an, how Dave used it was to was to categorize and list right. It's other a, RSS feeds. It's a tree. It can be an outline. Right. That type of stuff. Right. So we used to have. Like for every category on Blueberry, we had an OPML file. For all our program lists, we had OPML file. We had the whole tree of the whole platform. Well, you can we, make a full directory, right? So podcast based on OPML. When you get to a couple million listings in a directory, creating that OPML list is a little bit it's of heavy. a little process lift. <laughs> yeah, right. We also had and still have a service called MyCast, and MyCast is a situation where content creators. Yeah. that are consuming content on the Blueberry directory can create their own playlist. So this was in the early days where you could take a, um, you could subscribe to 10 different shows. We would put that in a private, R a not private, but we'd put it in a custom RSS feed that they could use on a mobile device to have a playlist in their mobile device. And it's still in existence on the platform. Not a lot of people use it. But at the same time, we also had the ability to output, or we did, we output it in RSS feed and we output it in OPML feed. Right. So why? I don't know. That's just what Angelo did when he built the platform, you know? It was and, one of those things that was kind of a cool thing to do. Right. Back then. Yeah. And right. So, so Dave is having this discussion about recommendations. How do we get recommendations? Well, 
you know, Dave says, well, we should get, uh, you know, an output OPML list from Blueberry and from Blibson and from Buzzsprout. Whatever your, you know, what's your hot 50 shows going on right now? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I can do that. It's, you know, we can go through and scrub the system and we can put, you know, what we, you know, put no, no particular order. I could very easily create a top 100 list right. at Blueberry and put that out. Um, and then Adam came in behind and said, well, that works until we allow people to buy a position in that list. Oh yeah. Okay. Because the analogy that Adam gave is he spent $10,000 to buy his way onto a scripting.com's default subscribe list and, um, and basically paid off dividends for years for Dave and, uh, on user land and, and the, and Dave's platform. So, um, Adam flipped it and he said, well, why don't we get the apps and other platforms to allow listeners to submit their playlist, just like they would on Spotify to be able to say, Hey, here's my playlist. I'll put that in an open mail file. They aggregate that data up of all those playlists, and all of a sudden, you get enough of that going on. Guess what you have? You have a discovery. Yep. You have a ability to find out what listeners are really listening to, and have a very cool way to get shows seen that hadn't been seen. Some of these shows that are no longer in the stats, the shows that are on, you know, getting a, a million downloads. Imagine if a, if a show um, had a million listeners to a show and, and 30,000 of them shared their playlist and that show is in 30,000. All of a sudden, you're like, who, 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 who is this? Who's right. this show that right. is popular and no one knew about it? Right. And I thought, that's pretty remarkable, <laughs> you know, and we don't have a lot of people using our directory, my cast system, but I immediately, I got to work Monday. I'm like, click, 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 clicking through. And I'm like, pressed on the button and the open mail file didn't generate. It's broke. <laughs> uh -oh. And I'm like, so I, I sent a Slack message to, to one of my, to the lead dev. And I said to her, I said, do you know anything about this section of the code? <laughs> And, you know, and 20 minutes later, she goes, this? And she sent me to a partner of admin. And I said, yep. And she, and she says, it's broke. And I said, yep, it's broke. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to put in a JIRA ticket to fix that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll see. And maybe what we'll do is maybe we will then create an OPML tree. Basically, we'll have a, 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 a completely anonymized it'll be a blueberry generated OPML list that comes from listeners that use our directory so that we will actually be the source of the, of the tree. And if podcasters opt in, we'll just attach them to the OPML tree so that they know that each of these trees contains, um, contains the playlist of a, a listener. Um, now again, that there's that could be manipulated too because I could create a hundred trees and you know and, right. and jack it, but I, who has the time to do that? Right. So, but once they get them raw, they can start pulling them themselves. So there's all kinds of like discussions that are going on that it, it running home to mama. It's like it's like 
stuff that we did, we're doing. Here's the thing. And please, everyone understand this. It's funny how things come back. From 2004, <laughs> from October 2004 right. to June 2005, the conversations that Rob and I are having right now were happening on a daily basis about how to make podcasting better and what to do and what, we, what was possible and all these things. Deja vu. And in June, July of 2005, Apple introduced podcasts to iTunes. Right. And those conversations stopped. Ended. Stopped, right? Stopped. We screwed ourselves. Blame us. The innovation stopped. The innovation stopped. And that wasn't the only place it stopped. It stopped in a lot of of other thinking. Like even what we see today is Twitter. Right. Is the result of that change. So innovation stopped. So when you hear me getting all giddy about this stuff, please understand this is like kicking cobwebs off of conversations that we were having in 2004 on how we were going to make this whole ecosphere better. And for 17 years, well, for Dave and Adam, 15 years, it took me to 17 years before I got kicked in the head to say, what have we been doing? What have we been doing? Why, why haven't we, so Apple, I'm sorry, we're, 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 train's moving. You are now a legacy application. Spotify, you are a legacy podcast application. Google Podcasts, you are a legacy. Now, we know you have lots of listeners. Well, Todd, Todd, you know podcasting <laughs> is becoming radio now, so I guess that's, that's, that's the proper analogy to, no, to draw. No, no. <laughs> so when, 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 I'm, when I get excited about this stuff. Right. <clears throat> hopefully get the context to come back. And, and it was just like, and, and, and I wrote in my notes, literally, OPML, oh my God, WTF. That's what I wrote in right. my notes from the show. And I'm just like. I thought it was a remarkable technology back then. I mean, I was playing around with it too. Yeah, me too. I mean, there was, um, whole listening apps that were based on OPML. Uh, feed readers were based on OPML technology. I don't read code, but if I did, I bet you if we dig into the core of Blueberry's directory, I bet you there's OPML buried in there somewhere. I mean, Dave Weiner really, you know, he really pushed it out there. Yeah. I mean, he, he built the first kind of, I, I think. Radio the, user land product. I think it was the first, maybe the first podcast directory was Dave is still, Dave is still OPML, man. He is still the OPML guy, you know, from that regards. So again, you don't need to know what this thing does. Only we're going to, again, let's go back. It's up to me. It's up to all these other apps to get on the bandwagon here. I mean, OPML is really easy to understand. I think it's it's just, I I mean, I mean, it's just, it's basically a a tree structure of it's, lists. It's easy, right? It's, it's it's really what we all use today in iTunes. It's right. a directory, yep. right? There's yep. different categories, yep. and there's different shows in each of the categories. Well, that's essentially what OPML is. It's basically a directory tree. There's a top level, and then there's sub 
sub lists that are underneath it. And, it's great for and, creating playlists. It's great for creating just a. And Dave was the designer of OPML, just so we right. so we know that. Right. So all this stuff again runs back to Dave Weiner. You know, here we go. He's it's, the inventor. You right. know, of of a lot of this stuff that we're talking about. So again, I just want you all to understand the now. Are, are we guaranteed success? Nope. No, because I'm, there's there's folks out there that have have a have a goal of being proprietary. Um, OPML RSS is not built on a proprietary platform. It's open. We will succeed if you, as podcasters, decide. Let's say you don't believe in the crypto piece or in, in a Bitcoin piece. So let's say let's take that segment V for V and just. Take that mm-hmm. and sit over the side. Right. So I'm going to watch it for two years. But all this other stuff, there's no reason not to get excited about that. And if, and if you don't get excited, please tell me why you can't see the benefit for show growth, show interaction, show. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's. Tie in and let's go back up another piece. So everyone's, oh, I gotta leave Twitter. Gotta leave. Oh my God. Elon Musk mad. Ah. You know, you, 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 there's so much fun out there. It, it's, it's like they're equating yeah. Elon Musk to Donald Trump. They're treating him the same way. It's like, Elon Musk, man. You know, so a whole bunch yeah. of people have moved to Mastodon and they're like, oh, I, I can see when you're online. Yeah, that's the way it was built. Uh, I can't see every thread. Yeah, that's the way it was built. Uh, not get my dopamine hit. Yep, that's the way it was built. Macedon is a place where you go to do work and get things right. done and have intelligent conversations. There's a lot of fud out there. But right. the way I uh, put it up there was I said, number one, And by the way, we did launch a Mastodon server for Blueberry, for Blueberry customers and Blueberry customers only. And I have geeknews.chat. Todd sets the rules for geeknews.chat. And the local conversation in that instance is GNC listeners and some people have jumped in and they followed a few people. And so our our scope of the Fediverse is very kind of tight. Blueberry.chat will be the same way. It'll be Blueberry customers. The local conversations will be going on. And then there will be people, 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 people following people out in the Fediverse. And there'll be a little bit of a federated feed yeah. going on there. Yeah. Podcastindex.social. That's where we're all talking about the podcasting 2.0 stuff. That's where all the conversations are going on. Yep, there's still a little bit of Fediverse stuff there and, and vice versa. It is built upon a protocol that is tying in to this cross app communication stuff. And it's just, it's everything is coming full circle here. And, and it, it, Twitter's going to, I can't launch my own Twitter, but I can launch my own Mastodon instance and I can be the only one on there and be fat, dumb and happy. I don't have to have anybody else in that instance. And I set the rules. You don't like my rules. You go somewhere else and hang out in the community that you want. So what will happen with Mastodon is there, and it's kind of what's bad, is there's going to be siloed conversations. There's going to be the woodworkers Mastodon. There is going to be the, 
the mastodon about, you know, da, 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 da. There'll be a bunch of mastodons and then you'll still have the federated, but there's going to be this local conversation going on probably about what that server was designated for. I could see that shaking out. And I can see that happening with Twitter, the direction Elon's pushing. Towards so, too. well, you know, Elon's never going to open it up like that. It's never going to happen. It's not going to be the same. No, but, but um, I think what we'll end up seeing here ultimately is Mastodon may end up benefiting podcasters more than many other groups because we're going to be able to say the point of conversation for this episode starts here. You can still start on Twitter, but you know, I think there's, I think there's just huge and I, and I, I, there's a word I'm looking for that's on the tip of my tongue. Ah, what is the protocol? Um, Oh my God. I should have, I should have had a place marker put in front here. Todd, do you think that these concepts that we're talking about today on this episode are, are, they're not topics that are similar to like they were when we first talked about them. Um, I think the industry. Oh, oh it's got, it's got sophisticated was, was all on board. Right. Right, 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 right. Back then, we were all geeks. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So we cared about this kind of stuff. Yep, yep. But fast forward 18 years to today, mm-hmm. and my fear is that all these, all this excitement and all the things that we're doing here um, around trying to bring some innovation to the open platform yep. of podcasting, um, we're we're talking to our own choir here. We're we're talking to our own community. Right now, we I, are. Right now we I, are. I worry that this the other side of podcasting is just not even interested. Well, they they're not at this point. Right. They're and, not. And that gets back to what we were talking about of of earlier, which is around this topic of well, is podcasting becoming radio? Does no. It, <laughs> is it that's the community that I'm talking about? Well, is, they they can go do right. their own thing. And guess yeah, what? So, guess guess what they will so do. The guess, new reality is we have a a split divided medium. Nope. What right? will happen is they don't know what's good for them yet. They've now recently. But they think they have it all figured. Well, out. Well, guess Doug. what? They 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 said that ten years ago when they were all going out to the smoke pit or going out and have a cocktail during podcast sessions. Right. Right. All right. That's you true. guys. You guys are idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. We don't need podcasting now. Now they've started to figure out what podcasting's about and they're starting to do podcasts. We have moved on. And they don't invite us to go to the radio events anymore. No, no. They've, they've no. created the, their own people. So, so right. we have moved on. We, we are going to the next gen. And guess what right. they're going to do? All of a sudden, they're going to be like, uh, we can have our the show. Same pattern, right? We, you mean we can when we go live, we can announce on the apps right. we're live, and it flips to right. live on the app. When they'll call a meeting, and you'll you'll have to talk to thirty suits to explain what this does. So, so does that mean that this is that what we're talking about here is destined for another fifteen years before no, they catch up? No, no. That once we figure this out and get it cranking, they're gonna get. Someone's to, someone on their team is going to come to them and say, "Look at this," right? And 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 someone's going to have a someone's going to have a literal holy shit moment, right? 
And then they're going to go and they're going to say, how come this is not on the iHeart app? How come this is not on? Right. How come? And they're, and they're going to make pressure and the infrastructure is going to be in place. And guess what they're going to have to do? Adopt open RSS mechanisms. So what yeah. are we doing here? We're future-proofing. They, they, well, we're taking their argument away that that podcast uh, RSS is not innovating. That which was painted by Michael from but, Anchor, but, right? But Rob, they think I'm. They think you and I are just country bumpkins. We don't know what we're talking about. We're just we're just some dudes. We're just some dudes that are nerds that are old curmudgeons that that, well, that, that you know. So yeah. so guess what. Podcasting wouldn't exist if it wasn't for nerds and curmudgeons like us. Well, I, the podcasting space would exist without both of us. So let's not, don't well, ever. No, no, I'm not <laughs> saying you and I specifically. I'm just saying oh, right. the, the ideology and the thought process behind what we're bringing. Or I think to a great degree, what you're pushing and what Adam's pushing and Dave and everybody is, is pushing the industry towards is, is, is a, you know, it's a podcast, truly a podcast 2.0. This is the, yeah. this is the next iteration of podcasting is what's happening. And, and we may see the same pattern that happened prior to this, which is that innovation happened with the, the, the technorati and then the mainstream media folks, which we know who I'm talking about here are slow followers. So right? let's and say that's the pattern. Let's say some entity, some of, some fortune, some yeah. some Fortune 500 entity in the podcasting space, the Apples, yeah. the Googles, the Spotify's of the world, all of a sudden say, "Hmm, that's kind of cool. Uh, we're going to adopt that." Or, hmm. But Todd, it has to be their idea, though, so it'll have to be done in a different way, right? I don't think so. Not at this point. That, that train has sailed. <laughs> but, but if they, if they, it takes just one of them to say, hmm, that's cool what you have done. So let's, 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 uh, let me throw this in neutral. And again, if you're not listening, to what the conversations are, you're not going to get this. But there's some new stuff that's being considered right now that all of a sudden, if some big entity said, we're adopting this because of this, and I'll, you, I mean real cagey here, this whole industry would freak out. And it's evolving metrics. Oh, yeah. If some entity says, we're going to use this protocol because we're doing this to protect listener privacy. Yeah. People's heads are going to spin. Yeah. And I think that there is the potential to see much more rapid integration on some of this stuff and development 
if any one of those entities says we're adopting this because we're worried about listener privacy, da da da, mm-hmm. the whole industry will be. <gasps> they will gasp. No, and then the rest of us that have already been thinking about this will be two years ahead of them. <laughs> Not that they can't catch up, they will, but they'll have to. So right. there could be, it's just like, my crystal ball says the podcasting space is, needs podcasting 2.0 in a, in a big, big way. Mm-hmm. The, the podcasting space as a whole even the people that aren't playing are going to come to some point and say, Dave, Adam, the Buzzsprout gang, the RSS.com, the Blueberry, the Fountain Guys, the, the new podcast apps.com app de jours, they're going to say, thank you. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. On the podcast standards group, right? I might be wrong. But I've, there's been many, many a times over all these years of podcasting where people have said to both you and I, oh, that ain't going to happen. That's dumb. Why would you do that? That's outdated thinking. That's stupid. Because they're not listening stations right <laughs> i don't have one well, of those that's a big factor of of you know and, and they're chasing money people they're, don't like to lose control yeah yeah they're chasing on they're too. chasing money right now right and if they give in to open standards then they they are giving up a certain amount they, of control uh, open standards are here they 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 you know there's going to be silos let them be silos well, there's always been silos. I mean, I mean, that's always been a part of this medium because whenever you get companies involved, there's agendas and those tend to create silos. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the very fabric and the infrastructure of this medium needs to be built on a silo. And so that's been under threat over so, the last couple of years. So did I give you guys something to think about? Did we give you something to think about over the gobble gobble holiday? Are you tired of hearing this? Are you reading between some of the lines? Are you understanding some of the implications? I shouldn't, you know, I'm given, I don't need to talk about any of this. Neither do you, Rob, but guess what? We care about the space as a whole. Yeah. And I'll let people come to their own conclusions. Well, you get into a economic climate like this too, and people tend to run to their corners, you know? Yeah. It's to protect and huddle and climb into the, the turtle shell. And, and this is the time when we need to be working together more because when we come out of this economy and we come out of this spell that, that we have right now, we'll be in a much better place to take advantage of the disruptions that are clearly coming and this medium will be in a better position to take advantage of those, I think, pending disruptions. Uh, there are geniuses that live among us, and I appreciate all of them very much because it's making this old dog 
have deep, deep brain working sessions about old ideas brought to new and things that can, and all these years of experience and being able to say, holy shit, look at that. Yeah. And we're not going to do them all. Some of it's cool. Some of it's uh, the dopamine hit for the week and it goes in the back shelf and, you know, it says, we'll see where things develop. But um, this is my challenge to everyone heading into Thanksgiving. Uh, go over to podcasting 2.0. Go over to podcastindex.org. And they, if you uh, see the little PayPal button there, uh, drop them a donation of thanks for helping potentially, um, and well, not potentially, for helping some new ideas come to the space and giving us some cool stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, go over there and, and drop them a hundred, five hundred, a thousand dollars, whatever you think the value that they're doing to bring to the space to help bring the space move it, advance it. Cash resources will help them do that. I'm not asking you to give to this show. I'm asking you to go over there and give to that team. Very small team. A team of two, they're doing, and actually not a team of two. There's a team of two primary idea folks, but there's a hundred other people that are working on stuff. There's a bunch of other people. And make sure you're supporting all these new initiative ideas and apps with your cash. Because everyone's running on a, they're all running on a shoestring budget at this point. They're not getting rich. They're doing this because they love this. Not because they're looking for an exit. Although I'm sure they all want an exit. Yeah. Okay. Whoo. Yeah. Heavy stuff today. Not heavy. New media show. Fun. (laughs) So Robert. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's just the. It's just, I think we're kind of reaching a point with a lot of things in this world today. Um, are, are, are we on the cusp of uh, positive change or are we on the cusp of negative change? And, and at the end of the day, it's up to all of us to, to make sure that that's positive change. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it's an important time. And we, did, and we did get another boost, but I don't see where it came from. Our balance went up, but I don't see it. Where did it come? It's an anonymous. No, it's uh, oh. we got a boost, but where did it go? I don't know. It didn't show up in the uh, in the reporting system. Well, we might be back on Helipad before this is all over. All right, I'm Todd at Blueberry.com, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com at Geek News on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenley, and uh, I'm now verified. Oh, <laughs> and so. I am on Mastodon uh, at Todd at Blueberry dot chat at Todd at Blueberry dot chat is my Mastodon address. Uh-huh. And uh, Rob, you twist my arm hard enough. Uh, maybe I'll launch a. Um, a uh, new media show Mastodon and you can manage it or something. I don't know. It's, but there you go. But I, you know, I'm already running two instances. I don't need to run a third. So, um, yeah. but anyway, yeah. And I can also be reached on email to rob.greenly at gmail.com is a great way to reach me. And 
And I have my own website, robgreenlee.com too. So you can reach me over there. It's been our pleasure to bring you a show. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Have fun eating turkey. Are you uh, you cooking tomorrow? Are you going somewhere? I'm flying out to Seattle. I'm oh. going to go spend some time with my, my dad. Yeah, I'm so. going to uh, walk across the street to my sister's place and uh, eat with my mom and uh, sister. And and then I'm going to do uh, something that is... Uh, been looking forward to I'm going to veg all weekend. I'm going to watch uh, YouTube, uh, Netflix. I'm going to hang out and uh, probably drink too much and uh, have uh, salsa and cheese and all kinds of stuff and just disconnect for four days. So I think that's good, Todd. I, uh, I think that's very good. Yeah, I, good luck if I actually do that. So. <laughs> As long as you have your mobile phone with you, you're always working, right? That's right. Is that the problem? Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. All right, buddy. We'll see you back here next week. Everyone take care. Okay. See you next time. Right. Bye. Bye. Oops.